Are you staring at your ads manager stuck on how to make your ads perform? Come and join the Ads Clinic, a series of one-on-one consultancy calls where we dive into your own ads manager and see where we can turn your ads into a profit-making machine. It all starts with a 30-minute free consultation call. Sign up now at theadsclinic.com. Hello and welcome to Let's Run Facebook Ads, a podcast with myself, Nick Boddington. Here I share insider information about Facebook ads. But as you know, it's not just running the ad, it's what happens after. So we'll look into the funnels, e-commerce, email marketing, lead generation, and much, much more. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Um, so today I want to talk about, it's not going to be talking about the ads, actually. It's going to be talking about where your ads go i.e. a website or a landing page, but we're going to be focusing predominantly on e-commerce and what happens when someone gets to your website. Reason why. So I've just been on a call with a lovely lady called Carissa who listens to this podcast, and she came to my 30-minute ads clinic um, consultation because she wanted me to have a look at what was going wrong with her ads. Now, she said that she wasn't making any money out of the ads and they were going wrong, so she's turned them off. I had a look in closest um, inspection. She'd actually done some brilliant audience testing. So she'd set up a an audience test with a CBO, and then she'd use the same ad, but she tested five different, four or five different audiences um, with a di- different interest group in each. And it ends up that yeah, four of her ads were not doing very well of that test, but one was doing really well and actually got her twenty orders and gave her a ROAS of just under two. So her her particular jewellery cost £22 for a particular pair of earrings on average, but, you know, it can cost her, you know, $5 for it. So she's got some really good margin in there, and she wants to obviously get to that marketplace with um, youngsters and the throwaway fashion, and they can get these um, really cool blingy earrings for their nights out. But so I was like, well, what's the problem here? You're doing all right. Then we have to look at where the website's going. So the first thing that I do when speaking to any of my clients when they first come on board or come to us for for help is to go, okay, let's take a look at the website. And that's what this podcast is about. It's, It's about how good your website needs to look because consumers aren't stupid. So the fact that Clarissa um, was making nearly two ROAS so for every £10 she was spending, she was taking $20 back. But the fact that she was doing that with how her website looks is absolutely fantastic. So she's definitely got legs. Um, and it's, well, she's got legs, of course. She, it's definitely got legs. And she can make some decent money out of it. So that's what we're going to look in today. So Clarissa, I'm actually going to do your website as a bit of an example. I know you listen to this podcast, so I do apologize. But I have told you this already on our call um, only an hour ago, well, I think. So when we go on to her, so she's using Shopify. Um, she's just started out. So the chances are that she's probably using one of the free um, themes that they have. So Shopify and all these other websites, they have a theme. So you can choose how your website wants to look, and that's what they call a theme. And it's probably one of the free ones. Why not? When I've set up Shopify stores in the past and still some of our clients who are very successful are using three free themes because why would you want to pay more for one when you could probably get a good one that looks really good and is free but the first thing i see here is that the banner along the top and 
you know, you'll know these by people have scrolling banners where they have it moving across. Now, to be completely honest with you guys, you don't need a scrolling one. It actually, they actually go against good conversions by having the scrolling because it can take your consumer where you don't want it to go. You want, we want to be targeted and we want to take our consumers to where we want them to go and we want to stay there rather than having distraction of going other places, which is why the landing page was created because it's just there. And the only way of getting rid of it is by getting out of, the, getting out of it and closing it. So the banner ad is too big. Now, if I do this in mobile version, then it looks great. So that's that's okay because most, I would say 90% of the people that you're going to be advertising to are going to be on mobiles. Very few people now are on desktop. I, as an old fogey at 44, I still like to buy my products on a desktop, but I actually am training myself to do it more on a mobile. It's probably because I never got my glasses with me and I find it hard, so I go back onto my desktop. But so if you grab the corner of your browser, so when you've got your browser open, make it not take up the whole of your screen, grab the bottom right-hand side with your mouse and pull it close to the left and it will go into mobile views. This gives you a good idea of what your mobile view will look like. Now, as a whole, hers looks right from a mobile. It just doesn't look great when you're in desktop view. So, you know, she's done that okay. So next part. So I go through and I think the, the signature okay just needs to be smaller. The the title bar is great. But when we actually go on to looking at her products underneath, and bear in mind, she just deals with the ear, earrings. So at, at first glance, even on this collections page, there's a couple on here which are the sizing of the imagery is out. So what it's doing then is making some of the square images larger than the others which means that the the pricing underneath pushes down it's not looking great they need to be resized um th this is really important so when i start this podcast i said consumers aren't stupid now they're really not we've got amazing websites out there shopify wix um foursquare is it called you know amazon all these things are making us as consumers know what a minimal shopping experience is as soon as we see something that we go oh alarm bells the resizing's out on that if the resizing's out on an image on a website that isn't added as you know you can go onto some of these websites suddenly and there might be just a bit of a bug in their website and you know sometimes we see it that's okay as a consumer we go well you know it's a pretty good looking website and they've got a little bit of a bug but when you go onto a website this which is essentially a startup website and the backgrounds on some of the jewelry is a bit grayed out opposed to being nice brilliant white the sizing slightly out it's just going to tell the consumer the warning signs not sure you part you should part with your money with this particular company so the fact that she has had orders and actually made a two ROAS on her ads is actually great which tells me that people want this product there's just going to be a lot of drop off of people that have seen the warning signs so really important to do that, and that's on the sort of the homepage. Now, biggest thing to remember here, which is what I said to Clarissa, is that when we're going out to go and get people onto our website, so whether we're doing TikTok ads, Facebook ads, Instagram, whatever it will be, the rule of thumb is that we don't want to send them to the homepage because if they've say if they've seen uh, Clarissa's square or she's got some like what YSL earrings here. Now, if people have seen the ad for the YSL earrings, and then we send them to the homepage and they can't see the YSL earrings, then that's just annoying for a consumer. It means that suddenly we've put a brick wall up, we've now got to go and figure out where the YSL earrings are. So make sure you, 
you know, you're always leading with the product straight to where the product page is, make it really nice and easy for the consumer. We're holding their hand. Yeah. Like if you're in a shop and you see where the product is, you want to go, uh, you want to go to where that product is and you want to know where the checkout is and you want to go through the checkout and you want to know where you got to pay. It's the same as an e-commerce, but we forget this in e-commerce. Make it really, really simple and follow those sort of same sort of guidelines. Now, so I'm going to click onto these YSL ones. So when we're in here, now one of the things is these earrings aren't on a model. And you know, this is one of the one of the things that we discussed on the call. It was like, well, I need to get models. Said, well, you can use your friends. You know, if, if you've got friends who are happy to do it, you can get a ring light. I was showing her my ring light, and you've got a uh, in the center of it is where you can fix your phone. So you could have them sitting down or standing up or on a stool or whatever, and you can set the ring light up right next to the side of their head and take some really nice pictures of the jewelry. Because when I bought my girlfriend some jewelry for Valentine's, I, I, I needed to know how big the earrings were on a, a model. So I didn't want to, if it's just on a white background and I'm getting some uh, pearl or dangly earrings, I don't want to get them and know that they're going to dangle onto their onto her shoulder when I want them to be quite high up onto the thing. I mean, that's a bit of exaggeration on the length, but you see where I'm going with this. You want to know if they're big or small. And with the type of earrings that Clarissa has got here, I would say they're probably going to be quite big. So how big are they? How big are they going to be on a human being? So just by having images like that are going to make things a lot better. So the imaging, the resolution's not great. Now, the other thing is if I click into an image here, it makes it super big, super big, so big that it's actually pixelating. So the sizing, again, is completely wrong here, and it needs a little bit of you know, due diligence on, on the back end to make sure that those are opening correctly, they're opening in a nice window rather than taking up the whole website, and we have to find the close button just in a nice little window pop-up, and you know, as consumers, we know that we need to go there and, and click it off. Now, the other thing is, a great from a from a positive point of view as a setup underneath the add to cart if i make the screen small again i want to see the add to cart in the above the fold so what i mean by that is when we're on our phone and we open it up and we get taken through to a product page we want to know we want to see straight away right at the bottom there's the add to cart we don't want to have to scroll down three times to actually get to where we can add to cart it's annoying we're very very lazy as consumers so make sure it's really easy to get to now, below the add to cart, she's got materials, shipping returns, dimensions, care instructions brilliantly laid out. So each one's got a little drop down, so you're not having to keep scrolling down the page. But when I click on materials, nothing happens. It, it opens up slightly, but there's no wording. When I click on shipping returns, no wording. Same with dimensions. So care needs to be taken in that you need to fill these in. So at the moment... I've seen the jewellery. I'm going to go and buy some for my girlfriend. I've come onto the website. Don't know what the jewellery looks like on, on a human being. So I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's going to be too big. So then I go, okay, maybe they've got a dimensions thing. I click on the dimension thing. There's nothing in it. And then I want to know, are those real? Well, $22, I they're not going to be real diamonds, but what materials are being used in this? Click on materials, nothing's there. Now, even if those two were filled in, I then want to click on shipping returns, nothing there. So be really really careful with making sure that you finish off what needs to be done on the website now we're all get excited as entrepreneurs we want to set our business up this stuff is boring so like she said to me on the phone she's like, oh, the problem is i'm just not a techie and i said to her look with all due respect when you're an entrepreneur you've got to kind of learn every single thing that's going on because there's you haven't got the money to pay people to do it 
Um, she's going to use Fiverr. She's going to try and find someone on Fiverr who can help with the Shopify site. But YouTube's full of all this, guys. You know, you don't have to get pulled into buying a course for 1600 quid or dollars off some YouTuber or whatever. You can find there's loads of free stuff, how to upload pictures correctly on Shopify. There'll be dozens of pictures uh, of videos for it. How to resize your images for Shopify, dozens of images. Uh, so, sorry, double, doubles, um, can't speak, loads of links. So just find all this in, it, it, find it all out. Because I said to her, the fact that she's actually getting two rows on her on her ad is great. I said to her, you need to turn that one on. Explain to her, sort of her columns columns out in Facebook, so that you're seeing the the link clicks, the click through rates, the cost per click, how many add to carts were there, how many initiate checkouts were there, how many purchases were there. Get all that set out. Gave her her actual um, uh, averages that she needs to go by, which I'll repeat to you now in case for any new people you haven't heard it repetitively that I say on this podcast, but from link clicks. So let's say you had 100 link clicks come in. You want 10% of those at least to add to cart. If you've got 9 or 10 or 11%, it's perfect, but more, more the merrier. But you want 10% of those. So from 100 link clicks, 10 are adding to cart. From the 10 that are adding to cart, you want 5, 50% to add, to initiate your checkout. And from initiate checkout, you want really 60 to 80% to purchase. So that will be three purchases from the five that have come through. That would be a perfect conveyor belt. Now, the one thing that we're seeing a lot at the moment is when we're seeing 20, like hers was 20 purchases, but there was only 13 checkouts. Well, that doesn't make sense because you've got to go through checkout to get to the purchase. So we'd more likely want to see 30 initiate checkouts to get to 20 purchases. But the reason that's happening is because on her website, she's got a buy with Gmail. Now, people will have buy with Gmail, they'll have buy with PayPal, they'll have buy with Shopify, Pay. So the minute you click those buttons, it takes you straight to their checkout themselves where you don't have your pixel, so it's not able to track it. And also, if you're already set up with Google or Shop or Apple Pay or whatever, it's just going to buy it straight there and then because you've already got your payment details set up. So that's why you'll always see it. So really, it's from the add to cart to the, to the purchase. Initiate checkout is starting to drop out. We're starting to not pay that much attention to it. But that's how you want to go. So it's understanding those metrics. And look at your website and think, would I buy from this website? Are all the things, are the returns ticked off? So I've said to her, look, if you're setting at 22 and you don't really want to discount the $22 because then, you know, you, you're cutting into your margin. Um, at $22, it's an impulse buy. So make it, I said, what's your shipping cost? She said £3 $3 across the US as it goes through a letterbox. So I said, well, add the $3 on, make it $24.99. So you've, had, you've so soaked up the $3 shipping into the cost of the product. It's still an impulse buying product. And then if they want it quickly because they're going out on Saturday night and they want their bling jewelry, then charge another $3 for express delivery. And you know, you're know suddenly soaking up. So now she can advertise her ads for saying free shipping. Her website could be free shipping, which is brilliant. Don't, well, none of us like paying shipping. So it's free shipping, paying $24.99 for the piece of jewelry, comes through your door, perfect. So... This podcast really, guys, is about, I mean, you know, you could go into every single aspect. I don't need to. You just need to go through your website and make sure that everything is sitting how it wants to because, you know, just having slightly gray backgrounds instead of brilliant white for your product is going to make a difference. It just it just looks a bit sloppy. 
If it looks a bit sloppy, the consumer is going to say, do I want to part my money? Is it real? Are there, am I going to get a product in time? Is it going to be in a good condition when I get it? It just, you know, lead by example. You want to buy something online. You want it to be perfect and come exactly when it should do, how you expect it to come. And all, anything that's on the on the website that's a negative can just help. Uh, well, it won't help your conversions. I hope that helps. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you for joining us again today. If you want to find out more, please head over to our socials at Let's Run Social, where we share daily content. And please feel free to drop us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And any questions that you would like answered, we can do that here on the podcast.